Welcome to today's podcast. Today I have the pleasure of having Dr. Robert J. Wong, the first author on the paper, Non-Alcoholic Steatohepatitis is the most rapidly growing indication for liver transplantation in patients with hepatocellular carcinoma in the United States. And this uh, manuscript is in the June edition of Hepatology. And I found it fascinating as we leave the era of hepatitis C and we we shift over towards focusing more and more on non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, bringing in this notion of liver cancer linked to NASH as well as liver transplantation and the role that it has in the setting of NASH with liver cancer is very, very important. And I'm excited to have uh, Robert on to talk about his paper today. So welcome to today's podcast, Robert. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Harrison. This is a great experience and opportunity for me to uh, chat with you a little bit about uh, the paper that we just had published uh, this month. Sure. It's an intriguing paper. It's a a retrospective cohort study that evaluates trends in the etiology of liver cancer among adult liver transplant participants in the United States dating from 2002 to 2012. And the data was gleaned from the United Network for Organ Sharing Registry. And so I want you, if you could, just kind of tell us a little bit about what sparked your interest in doing this study, and then just a little bit about how you put the study together, and then tell us a little bit about the top-line results and maybe uh, relate some of the figures that you have in your manuscript, and we'll go from there. Okay, perfect. Well, the reason that sort of drew us to this topic, hepatocellular carcinoma has always been a personal passion and interest of myself, and so that was something that was easily drawn to me. And more recently, both uh, with different papers as well as in our clinical practice, we've been seeing just a wave of obese patients with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And so that kind of piqued our interest in trying to understand better what is the contribution of fatty liver disease to developing HCC, and subsequently, those patients that ultimately get liver transplants. And so that kind of drew us the UNOS database, as you mentioned, is a very comprehensive national database that has good data, registry data that we can use and it's been used before. And so we kind of use that database to better understand what are the indications or etiologies of HCC patients being transplanted. One of the tricky things that we have to define and understand better is how fatty liver disease as being coded or identified in UNOS. And it's tricky because the idea of fatty liver disease as an option only became available in these drop-down menus in 2002. But a lot of people have suggested that people with so-called cryptogenic cirrhosis, a majority of these patients do in fact have misclassified or undiagnosed fatty liver disease. And so what, that was one of the main methodology challenges that we had to do. And just to briefly break it down, what we did is, first, we broke down all the etiologies of HCC patients undergoing transplant, which included NASH and cryptogenic cirrhosis. And then we reclassified patients that had cryptogenic or presumed cryptogenic cirrhosis and looked at those patients that were obese, meaning a BMI of over 30. We reclassified those obese cryptogenic patients into NASH and called this our modified NASH category. And then based on that, we trended the etiologies of HCC over time, starting from 2002 
annually to 2012. And so, you know, for readers that have in front of them, figure one and figure two sort of break down that classification scheme. And what we basically showed is that over time, hepatitis C virus leading to HCC transplant still remained the top indication, but this modified NASH category actually quickly became the second leading etiology of HCC patients undergoing transplant. But even more interesting is that it was the most rapidly rising indication. And from 2002 to about 2012, it rose about 250 to 300% increase. Now, the other interesting thing is we know that BMI is a continuum, and so it's not a strict cutoff, BMI less than 30 of 30. And so based on some suggestion by reviewers, we actually created a second modified NASH category that used the same methods, but instead of using a BMI cutoff of 30, we used a BMI cutoff of 25. And that's interesting because we know that even patients that are overweight but non-obese, there's probably a large proportion of those patients that have some underlying fatty liver disease, especially among the Asian Pacific Islander population. So we did that, and we also added that to our graph, and modified NASH still remained the second leading indication, but the percentage increase changed a little bit to as high as 360%. So I think the very interesting thing that sort of grew out of this is, one, there seems to be a better awareness or perhaps a better classification of NASH as an etiology of liver disease or etiology of HCC. Second, that NASH-related HCC leading to transplant has quickly become the second leading indication or leading etiology. And then finally, that the, the rapid rise of NASH as an etiology of HCC was so surprising to us that we think that in the near future, NASH will become and surpass the hepatitis C as the leading indication of HCC overall, plus probably HCC leading to the transplant. Well, that's fascinating. I, you know, it reminds me of some earlier work that Mike Charlton had done looking at similar type trends, and, and it was his prediction, I believe, uh, a few short years back that by the year 2020, fatty liver disease would become the number one indication for liver transplantation. Do you agree with that? Do you, do you think that we may hit it sooner than that? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so that's actually, that was a fascinating paper in Gastro about two, three years ago where he did something very similar and looked at all liver transplant patients and, and showed that the, predicted that it would soon surpass hepatitis C as well. And I definitely agree with that. I think we probably will see that maybe in the next five to 10 years, that it will surpass hepatitis C. You know, one possibility is that with all these new highly effective antiviral therapies, that maybe the hep C patients that develop HCC will decrease, and hep C patients that ultimately decompensate to cirrhosis leading to transplant or post-transplant recurrent hep C, I think we will see a dramatic decline in that too in the next five to 10 years. But unfortunately, this obesity epidemic that we're encountering in the U.S. and worldwide, I would actually say, seems to be either increasing or not improving. 
Absolutely. The other thing that struck me as I was listening to you talk was this idea of non-serotic NASH progressing to liver cancer. And, you know, in the U.S., while we talk about it and we, we say that it occurs, we don't have any really good prospective data, not even a case series that I'm aware of, that defines how common that is or, or that it is even occurring in the U.S. You know, when you look at the data, it all comes out of Asia, and there it seems to be pretty common. You noticing any trends in your practice, or, or is there a way to look at the UNOS database to look at non-serotic NASH? Yeah, and actually, I mean, that's so interesting you bring that up because that's one of my interests in looking at that. And it's really interesting because, as you say, most of, and I've at these conferences, people report case series, majority of it coming out from the Asia-Pacific region. And it seems like it's so much common than we think, which just seems a little bit, I mean, it's complicated because I think most people agree that the incidence of HCC from NASH cirrhosis is probably much less than hep C cirrhosis or hep B. But I think the complicated issue is that we're beginning to understand that obesity and diabetes and these kind of metabolic syndrome-related diseases probably also increases the risk of HCC. And so that's something I think will be very interesting. For us, we haven't seen a lot of these non-serotic HCC patients with NASH. And so at least here, here in the States, we don't see a lot of those kinds of patients. But it'd be interesting to understand maybe there's a difference in epidemiology between you know, Asian-Pacific region patients and more Western populations. Absolutely. I think that we certainly need to be looking at some of these factors that, uh, that may be predicting the development of HCC, both in cirrhotics and, and in patients who, don't, who haven't developed cirrhosis. But, uh, well, that sounds great. Well, thank you today for taking the time to briefly explain your paper and putting it in context for us. We look forward to getting more data from you to enlighten us on this link between fatty liver and liver cancer and wish you the best. Well, thank you so much. It was such a, such a pleasure to chat with you about this topic. Thanks again. All right. Have a great day, Robert. Thanks, Dr. Harrison. Bye-bye.